Let's get back to the drama in the U.S. Capitol. As we've mentioned, there has been some talk of the 25th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution being invoked. Well, what the heck's that? Uh, I've been reading up on it this morning. Basically, it's the process enshrining how a president is replaced. And mainly, uh, the idea of it, the first couple of powers are all about uh, what happens if a president dies. Uh, There is also a section of it that deals with a rogue, if we can use that name, president. And this is the device that may be invoked. We'll have to wait and see what actually happens. Let's go to a constitutional law expert to pick this apart, Edward Foley from the United States. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you. A lot of interest in this here, I'll tell you. A lot of interest in this. Uh, Is the 25th something that should be considered here? Yes, I think so, very much so. And there's uh, increasing calls for that uh, today here in America. So um, we'll have to see whether it happens, but it is certainly on the agenda. How would it happen? Well, uh, Vice President Pence would really be the critical person here. He has to be involved in the decision. It takes him plus a majority of the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment. They would uh, put in writing to the leadership of Congress that President Trump is unfit and unable to discharge the powers of his office. And that would immediately make uh, Vice President Pence uh, the acting president. Now, uh, uh, Trump could try to resist that and try to write his own letter uh, saying um, that he thought he was fit. Uh, and then Pence would have to write a second letter with, again, support of the majority of the cabinet saying, I still insist that Trump is not fit. And, you know, that's sort of how it would stay until Congress um, handled it. But because we're so close to um, Biden's inauguration, essentially it would probably leave uh, Pence in place as acting president for the next two weeks if that's, if that's what Pence decided to do and got the support of the cabinet. What is the likelihood of him turning on his uh, former chum like this in, in, in that he, he kind of broke the relationship yesterday, didn't he, with his refusal to do what Trump wanted? Yes, um, and you know, my expertise is law, not the political science of it. So, okay. and, you know, so I think we're guesswork in terms of, but you know, anybody's guess. I think, I think there's, he's going to be feeling pressure today in both directions. Um, you know, he, his legacy up till yesterday was to be very pro-Trump. Uh, many people thought irresponsibly so to the degree to which he supported Trump, even. Uh, when, the, for example, on the election issue, it was apparent to almost everybody else that Biden had won. Trump was denying the reality of that. Um, Pence could have done more to be in line with Senator McConnell to acknowledge that Biden had won, but, but didn't until yesterday. So you have to think that Pence's you know, prior predisposition was to favor Trump on something like this. But the break yesterday may have gotten to the point where Pence is looking at the world a different way today. Was the legislation designed for a scenario like this, or was it more about a president who became incapacitated through illness? Or I noticed the first couple of um, uh, segments of it are to do with the president dying in office, and obviously uh, used when Kennedy died. Yes, no, I think you're absolutely right. It, It was not especially attended for the current situation. I think... You know, physical disability was more what 
was in mind. You know, it has been invoked when presidents have had to go under anesthesia for surgery or colonoscopy, for example. Um, so, you know, there, it, there can be temporary incapacitation, and then the president re- resumes the full powers of the office once uh, that temporary incapac- incapacitation is removed. You know, the issue of senility or a stroke that would cause a real mental disability, I think, is within the purview of, of, of the amendment um, if it meant that you couldn't be a competent president because you had suffered a stroke or was in a coma or something like that. Uh, the concept here, I think, is one of mental illness, you know, psychiatric psychosis, delusional um, you know, disorder that, that is causing the President of the United States not to understand realities. And, and that, I think, is, a, is different, and, and you could make the argument that that's beyond the scope. On the other hand, the, the literal words talk about when the vice president believes that the president is, quote, unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, unquote. And given what we saw in America yesterday and and other behavior, including that phone call, if you're aware of that, with the Georgia Secretary of State, you could make the argument, I'm not a medical doctor, but perhaps the vice president, Pence, could consult medical experts and say, you know, has it gotten to the point where there's a kind of mental illness that is causing the president of the United States to be unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. Very grateful for your expertise this morning. Edward Foley, a constitutional lawyer in the United States.